Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back. This is Metamorphosis, the everything wellness podcast. It is me, your host, the one, the only, Riley Canyo. Woo! Um, I cannot freaking believe how long it has been since I recorded an episode. The last time I recorded was December 7th, 2021. And right now it is, oh my god, what day is it? It's August 8th. 2022 but it's kind of funny because hello lo and behold exactly around the time I stopped filming I actually got pregnant bun in oven which probably all of you guys know because I think most of you find your way here through my social media where I am just posting all the bump pics all of the updates all of the everything so today I felt inspired I felt called I felt compelled to film a podcast episode before the little bean comes and just do like a little update where I'm at, what's up, what's happening, how life feels, how pregnancy's been going. So if you're interested, stick around and I'm just so happy and excited to be back. So let's dive in. So the (laughs) name of this episode is called Tarot Couldn't Predict This Shit. Because when I was talking to you guys last, the last time I was doing the podcast freaking eight months ago, I was obsessively, obsessively, obsessively going to get tarot readings because I was feeling so lost in my life. And I would actually go in for these freaking tarot readings, which were like, honestly, this girl wasn't that good. Like all the power to her. I think that she probably has so much to offer from the spirit world. Yes, bless queen. But like was not giving me anything. Like she kept just being like, yeah, like, just chill out. Thing, things are gonna, they're just gonna figure themselves out. And I was like, okay, but like, what do you mean I'm gonna need a little more than that? Because when I was talking to you guys last uh, time around, when I was like up in this podcast, really getting into it, I was feeling so freaking lost in my life. I literally can't even tell you. Like, I kept going to these tarot girls and I kept saying, okay, like, so something's about to happen, right? Because I'm feeling really like something's about to happen, but I don't know what, but like, there's got to be something because I'm just feeling so stuck and I'm just feeling so lost. So this must mean like something big's coming for me, right? Like, I don't know if it's financial. I don't know if it's like connective. I don't know if it's family, like, but something big has to be coming, right? And they all just kept being like, no, no, I don't, I I don't know, just, just sit, and I was like, what the absolute fuck is happening, just give me a freaking answer, because naturally, I'm a bit of a spaz like that, so long story short, I was going through this big, weird process, where I was, like, reading Eckhart Tolle, and, like, doing all the spiritual things, I think I actually got so lost in trying to be, like, a spiritual being, that I was, like, buying all the crystals, I was going to all the readings, I was doing all the things, that I actually, like, lost myself in that, so you know, then I end up being pregnant. And I didn't even put two and two together until the other day where I'm like, oh my god, that was the thing. Like I knew there was a thing, right? So after Christmas time, me and my partner found out that we were pregnant. We have a little girl on the way and I'm so excited, but it has been a freaking whirlwind, you guys. It's been so hard. And I'm not going to talk about my entire pregnancy journey. This is just kind of like an update as to what's been going on in my life because I want to get reconnected on this platform and like just have a place to come and talk about motherhood or fitness or coaching or whatever like this really is the everything wellness podcast mental health spirituality all of the things but so I'm not going to go into like the whole story of what's been going on the last eight months but for the most part I've had an amazing pregnancy I've been so blessed I feel like life really like popped off for us um in terms of the fact that me and my partner started couples counseling once we found out we were pregnant after we went through a really tough time 
we were really struggling with just like having the same fights all the time. It was like every Saturday we would just have a fight and ruin our own weekend. Like basically in an exact ABC one, two, three format, it'd be like, okay, so now you're going to yell. Then I'm going to get shut down. You're going to go hide in the bedroom. I'm going to spaz out and leave. And then on Sunday, maybe we'll come back together before the week starts. And it was just like freaking the same song and dance all the time. We were both miserable. So we started couples counseling, which ended up really being one of those things where it's like everything happens for a reason. Because at that point, we were so frustrated with each other and so frustrated with our situation that we were like thinking about breaking up, which I don't talk a lot about because obviously it's very personal and for myself, I have this weird judge, like fear of judgment surrounding people being like, oh, so you were about to break up, then you found out you're pregnant and now you're staying together. Like, is that not the cliche of like, oh, a baby will just fix things, which I struggled with. But I honestly think it's one of those things when you look back, everything was so serendipitous because we had to be going through that. We booked the couples counseling like three months before I found out I was pregnant And then at the time when we were both feeling so frustrated, our next appointment, we finally were getting in to see this guy after being on a wait list for months, was like the next Monday. So we'd said like, things are not good right now. We're not happy. We found out we were pregnant after our first session. But because of the way everything worked out and the universe took care of us, we got to start that therapy process. I would honestly say we're more in love than ever and our fights are so good now. Like we really actually communicate so well. And it set us up to like have better communication and to have this resource in place now where we see this guy once a month so that as we walk through the transition of being just partners in love to being parents, to being tired, to being overworked, to being exhausted, we have that, which is so freaking cool. So that was one of the things that happened for us in the last eight months. And since I've started talking about going to couples counseling without this like crazy stigma attached to it and just being like, we love this. This is amazing. This is something like we would not trade for the world. This is something we invest in and it's like positively impacted us. The amount of you guys that have messaged me and been like, please give me your guy's name or you know what? Now me and my partner are going to start looking into this or I'm going to try and convince my partner to do this has been huge. And I just have to say, Chris was not loving the idea of couples therapy right off the bat. Like he, the second I, I think when we first got together, I actually brought it up because I have stuff from my past relationships. We all have stuff from our past relationships, from childhood, from growing up with our parents who have their own stuff, et cetera. Like we all have stuff that needs to be worked out that we just can't do on our own. So I think any relationship could use therapy, right? Whether it's our parents, which we could probably freaking all use therapy with our parents, all of our parents could probably use therapy. <laughs> um, our friends, we could literally benefit it from it with. Um, but especially our partners, right? So when I first brought that, that up to him, when we first got together, he was like, what's wrong? Like, what's, why? Why would we do that? We're fine. And it's like, no, we do that so that we stay fine or so we stay good or so we get better. So Chris was not always on board. And a lot of you guys messaged me and said, like, my partner is so against this. But just, you know, you know how we do, like, drop the name, buy his phone, therapy, 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 you know, that the algorithm will pick it up, he'll start seeing ads for online therapists, like, you just do what you gotta do, queen, but also, if a man isn't willing to, like, grow with you, I think we as women typically, like, lean more towards the side of being more open to self-growth, and I think that a lot of us as women just don't feel happy not growing, 
if a man's not willing to match you in that effort and just expects to like sit on the couch after work and like crack a beer and just not give a shit about himself or what he brings to the relationship then like maybe that's not the best man's for you you know that's my opinion and I've been in relationships like that so that's why I feel like I can say that um but I do have to say it's been so amazing so we started couples counseling we love our guy he's awesome we've seen like a total 180 in ourselves since we started seeing him and he actually said to us too like when we first went in there I was doing the coldest resting bitch face and I was just like hating Chris (laughs) wanting him to die and then now we go in there and he like laughs with us and we just like laugh the whole time we laugh about our fights when we need to we talk about serious stuff and get emotional and vulnerable but he's literally sent us on our way and been like go spend your money on a date. Like, you guys don't freaking need me this week. Like, we'll see you next month. And it was, like, so validating. So there is hope if you're feeling very lost. Like, I'm dead ass serious when I say Chris and I were, like, done. Like, we were very much at the bottom of the barrel when it came to how we felt and how stuck we felt in our fighting, like, practices. So, and now we just don't go there anymore, which is so cool. We got to go to Mexico for my birthday, in February, which was so fab, I will say we stayed in an all-inclusive and that was my first ever all-inclusive resort. I probably shit myself like every minute of every day. <laughs> do not recommend if you have a sensitive little IBS tummy. I think you just got to do the Airbnb route where you like buy your own groceries, buy your own fruits, buy your own vegetables, buy your own water, like everything because I was sick the whole time, which was brutal but you know what so blessed because we got to go on that nice little birthday vacay for me um and then we got to just come home live our lives do the things and then we went to bermuda in june so like just the craziest time for chris's cousin's wedding so we've definitely been spoiled rotten this year once we got back from bermuda we found out we were having or no before we went to bermuda we found out we were having a little girl which i'm so excited about because i've had a name picked out for a girl for forever funny story I actually met Chris and I said our little girl's name is going to be blank that's not her name it starts with an R though if you guess it I'll maybe send you a coffee or something our little girl's name is going to be blank and that's just it and so we'd always say like when we moved into a two-bedroom place I was like this is going to be blank's room and it was so funny because when we got pregnant I was like oh this is blank and then all of a sudden it started to kick in for me that like it could be a boy and I was like oh my god hell no what the hell am I gonna do with a boy who has like a little penis I don't know what to do with that that's so scary I grew up with all girls so like little boys honestly terrify the shit out of me um but lo and behold manifested this cute little baby R that we just cannot wait to welcome I'm actually sitting in her little nursery right now at 35 weeks pregnant oh my god I just have the biggest bump going on here I'm wearing this little cotton lounge set that looks like a little prisoner outfit because that's just what's comfy right now somebody actually said to me at the coffee shop today that's like a little prisoner outfit and I was like yeah it kind of is it kind of slaps but I kind of hate that we have all acknowledged this (laughs) it's sheen so it like basically is prisoner outfit you know what I mean also not condoning buying sheen i think if you need to buy it for affordability purposes totally fine but like fast fashion is fucked i have had to buy it because things are so expensive for baby like a bassinet is like a couple hundred cribs couple hundred changing tables couple hundred strollers like a zillion dollars just crazy stuff so in terms of like what mama gets to look good and baby is getting like organic cotton and shit and i'm getting this prisoner outfit so that's where we're at um and everything's been so good so now we're really in like that nesting mode but i'm really 
freaking scared you guys so now I'm just gonna get like a little bit vulnerable about where I'm at I guess in terms of pregnancy and becoming a mom and being self-employed and all of the things so I'm sure some of you guys can relate to this if you've had kids or you've been pregnant or you're thinking about being pregnant and if you're somebody who knows you don't want kids or who struggles with fertility or or trying to conceive I just want to like send some love to you as well and I know that it can be hard to see women living their pregnant life or to hear them talking about their experience when it's something you so desperately want so I just really want to hold like some space for you guys right now and just say like I'm sending you love if you if hearing this doesn't feel good for you or it makes you resentful or just like emotional in a way that you don't necessarily feel like feeling right now then totally feel free to just shut this off and like go practice some self-care in whatever way feels good um but that's what I'm going to be talking a little bit about so when I first found out I was pregnant I was like terrified because I've never had a very great relationship with my parents as so many of you guys know I um, got sober pretty young. I got sober five years ago. I actually celebrated five years just a couple days ago, which is so cool. I cannot believe how my life has changed since I decided to um, put the cork back in the bottle, for lack of a better term. Um, but all of these fears came up when I found out I was pregnant. And like, I've really realized how much judgment I have and I've held towards moms in my life. Not only my mom, but friend moms. And like, um family members who have kids or moms I see in the grocery store like I've always had this idea that being a mom looks exhausting it's purely self-sacrificing um quality of life goes down freedom disappears and um I see these women like lose themselves is how I've always perceived it so I've, I've noticed once I got pregnant like I have so much judgment around moms and like motherhood to the point where I was honestly questioning subconsciously whether or not I ever even wanted to be a mom because it looked so horrible like seriously and I had girlfriends say to me like because you don't understand what it feels like of course it looks horrible on the outside like you see a mother wrangling a two-year-old and you're literally like oh my god like that is the ultimate birth control like I don't ever want that and like I guess I'm gonna have it but like it's so scary and seeing people talk about how tired they are and I've really realized that we as a society talk so much about the pains of motherhood and about the horrible things that that women experience and how um shafted we get in the process in terms of you know how much our partners contribute versus how much we contribute and how much we do when we're breastfeeding or changing nightly diapers or all of the things and we rarely hear about the good and it's so freaking hard as someone who's newly pregnant to see all of these reels and all of these stories and all of these tiktoks and all of these you know horrific things that mothers endure without hearing any of the good and that was fully my experience i was constantly being told by people oh, you just wait, you're not even going to understand how tired you are, or you're not going to even believe how painful birth is, or you're going to resent the shit out of your husband when he's sleeping and you're up feeding the baby. Somebody in a donut lineup, literally a stranger, told us, good luck being in love. You guys are going to fucking hate each other for the six, first six months of this kid's life, and you're never going to talk. And me and my partner were like two ships passing in the night. So So enjoy this, savor this. And I was like... First of all, fuck you. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm just here trying to get some nuts, some donuts, and who are you? B, why were your wife and you sh ships passing in the night? Like, you guys just didn't talk, you didn't communicate. Um, and what the fuck? Like, why are you saying this to me? Why are you scaring a new mom? 
And that's like been so much of our experience. And so that was really hard and really scary. So the second I found out I was pregnant and all this stuff started coming in and all this judgment started coming up and I started to get this idea of like, I'm never going to be myself again. I'm never going to have the freedom to like go hang out with my girls or get a pedicure or just like go to a coffee shop or go piss or whatever. I like could not sleep. I could not function. And that's definitely been something that has continued to come up for me. But I've had to really remind myself that A, everybody else's experience doesn't need to be my experience, especially considering the fact that we live in a society that is so hellbent on focusing on the negative and ignoring the positive, which like guilty, freaking guilty of that, something I'm honestly trying to work on on the regular. Um, And I also don't have to parent in the way other people do. I don't have to choose misery. I don't have to choose to indulge in like, all of the horror stories and then pushing that on new moms and pushing that on pregnant women like we actually can actively choose to stop doing the things that piss us off and made us not feel good so that's been another thing that's been like helpful and beneficial for me to learn and also to recognize like I think a lot of the time we think there's a blueprint for being a mom or a blueprint for being a parent And there just isn't, right? Like, I think that it all boils down to intuition and parenting and moving just through our day-to-day life, whether you're a parent or not, but just, like, moving through whatever activity or whatever life's challenge is currently being thrown at us with some integrity and with some intentional listening to our intuition and just knowing that when we can quiet down and let go of all of the noise and all of the, you should do this, you need to be doing this, baby needs this, husband needs this blah blah fucking blah we actually usually know what to do and if we don't there's usually people that we love that can guide us in whatever way we need to be guided or professionals that can guide us in whatever way we need to be guided but I've been really trying to remind myself like perfection should never be my goal in most anything and I think that when perfection is my goal in motherhood in fitness in training in nutrition in relationships etc I almost always suffer and I almost never show up in the way that feels good for me and it leads me to be a shitty person to be around. So if I'm constantly trying to be a perfect mom or to have the perfect everything or to drop thousands of dollars on the perfect nursery, which we did not do, by the way, I don't think you need to do that, um, then I'm just making myself miserable and I'm not showing up authentically. So for me, that my biggest challenge is definitely going to be continuing to show up authentically in pregnancy, continuing to try and focus on the good. I've had a really good pregnancy, honestly. First trimester was brutal. The morning sickness, you bitches were not fucking kidding. That is the worst shit of my whole life. Food aversions, I swear to God, I couldn't eat meat or like a vegetable for like a couple weeks, maybe, I don't know, a while and like salt and vinegar chips, honey. All the nutrients came from that. So therefore, I was basically getting sodium in. (laughs) Ew! But honestly, we do what we need to do to survive. Another thing that's definitely been coming up for me is like with being self-employed, it's very hard because the government, when you're self-employed, they're like, I'm gonna fuck your ass on taxes and I don't give a fuck about you if you have a baby. (laughs) So you don't get any support. We will get child tax benefit once she's here, which will be helpful because I think you get a couple hundred dollars so that helps cover like wipes or or diapers. I'm really hoping to breastfeed, but also trying to let go if I can't because I put so much pressure on it. If these titties don't fucking milk like a Jersey cow, I'm going to freaking snap. I'm going to freaking snap. But, you know, just trying to. So we will get that, which is nice. Chris is going to be taking some time off, which is nice. Like he gets 
paternity leave. I don't know if it's actually called that, but that's what we've been calling it because it just makes sense. Um, so he'll get like 50% of his pay or something for a couple of weeks, which is really nice and really helpful. And I'm actually so appreciative to the Canadian government for this. If only they would help me next, the mother. Um, but I'm really worried because I'm only taking a little bit of time off. So um, that brings up so much fear for me because I think being self-employed and um, working for yourself and being the only person working in a business is really scary because if something happens to you or you need more time off, which is something I'm worried about right now, I'm currently taking two weeks off from time of birth on so that I can physically recover. Um, if anything were to happen and I needed more time, it'd be very easy for me to lose all my clients. But I also really, 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 really do to my core believe that when I'm taking care of myself in whatever way that needs to look like, the universe has my back and it also attracts people to me who are meant to be in my life at that time and the loyal ones will stay and the ones who need more also will go and that's totally okay and maybe that's the path for them and maybe that's the best path for me too, right? But I'm nervous about taking the time off. I'm nervous about like everything, um, but so excited. So 35 weeks, which means we have five weeks left. I literally thought I was going into preterm labor last night because I was having the worst like false contractions they're called Braxton Hicks of my life I literally like almost shit my pants you guys it was so bad I was like this has to be labor this has to be labor and then it wasn't and I was like oh my god I cannot believe that wasn't labor that felt like true labor I'm scared and then there's also a fucking epidural shortage right now like could they honestly make life any scarier for pregos luckily I'm planning on doing natural hoping not dead set on it because I think having a plan is insane because you could literally go in there and like your pussy could be being torn the fuck open and you're like give me the drugs so really I have no plan I could go in there like just absolutely fiending for the fence like a total freaking like crackhead and I can say that because I am a recovered alcoholic crackhead but like you just never know but the fact of knowing it's not there it's like when you know that you can't have something like you know you can't have a little sweetie because you're maybe on a little diet and then all you want is the sweetie now I'm like all I want is the epi I want the epidural give me the epidural where's the epidural (laughs) um so yeah we're at the home stretch and I'm very excited I've definitely been working less I've definitely been focusing on listening to my body more which has actually been really hard. For me, I've always been somebody who's super active. Unless I'm going through something where I'm benefiting from taking breaks. Like I just am sick of the training for a while and so I do yoga. Or I'm going through like a really hard mental health time or like a spiritual awakening or a breakthrough in my life. And I find it that the gym can be like almost masking me from feeling my feelings. Then I take time away. But right now it's been really hard because I've actually really enjoyed training for the most part during pregnancy. I've enjoyed being active, I've enjoyed getting out, but these last couple weeks, it is, like, torturously hot here in Nanaimo, torturously, I'm, like, sweating right now when I'm sitting inside, torturously hot, my body really hurts, there's a lot of pressure on my pelvis, so when I'm walking, I just feel like I need to piss every minute, Um, and being in the gym, A, none of my clothes fit, so it's, like, pretty hard to go there and feel comfortable when I'm like literally ripping out of my shorts (laughs) um and also like movement just is feeling very difficult with this body and this belly so um that's been a hard thing like really trying to learn to rest and not judge that has been difficult especially as an entrepreneur I feel like the entrepreneurial like mental illness and the constant state of like the entrepreneurial like 
brain is that of what else can I be doing, which can definitely be damaging and can definitely be toxic. And I think I've talked about struggling with that a lot on here a couple of times maybe but like that workaholic tendency of like what can I be doing what should I be doing and not being able to rest because there's always room for growth or there's always room to make more money and be more financially secure or blah 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 whatever you know your narrative is um is just always there so resting and actively not taking on new clients and actively not making more money and knowing I'm actually going to be taking time off and not making money for a while while we have like the craziest stuff to deal with is so hard it's so hard but I think that everything that's hard in life serves a purpose and like it teaches a lesson so I'm really trying to look at this as like a lesson and a learning opportunity for me to practice slowing down and practice recognizing too that while I've not been promoting the shit out of my coaching and while I've not been hustling and grinding and being like the perfect fitness coach I've still managed to attract some really badass clients who I am so grateful for and I've also managed to really like get to hone in on the clients I do want to work with and also just like recognize that I'm a badass coach regardless of the fact of whether or not I'm being perfect or tracking macros or slaying it in the gym or sitting around with the six pack like it's just it's so not what coaching is about or mentorship is about which has been really impactful to me but I definitely always struggle with this idea of am I doing enough like am I worthy enough as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide in these women's lives that are paying me, am I enough? And I feel really like uncomfortable saying that on here because I think that when we speak certain things out into the universe, we can be attracting more of that in. So I don't want to attract more insecurity or more scarcity. Um, But I also just think that's a reality, right? Like I think most of us deal with some level of imposter syndrome or I think some most of us deal with some level of am I enough? And this is the area where it comes up for me is work so when I'm not working really hard and I'm not looking the part and I'm not playing all the roles and I'm having to take more rest time and I've adjusted my my coaching hours it can really make that voice so 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 loud but the nice part is I no longer recognize that voice as my actual own I recognize that voice as like an ill part of me that is so sad and is so hurting still and is so desperate for that validation and that love and that um sense of worthiness and belonging which means that there's other areas of my life that need work which for me right now is really showing up in terms of needing more connection in my life I think that COVID really fucked up a lot of us (laughs) or further fucked us up because I've like always been fucked in this area but I've been really struggling with like finding my community lately which means that it's easy for me to put all of my eggs in one basket it's easy for me to put all my attention on Chris or to get all of my worth from coaching when friendships feel weird or life feels weird or I'm missing my family because we don't have family out here on the island so I'm just really recognizing like that's an area of my life that feels like it's lacking so when any area of our life feels like it's lacking it's easy to focus so much on one area and for that voice to get really loud you're not enough you're not enough do more do more be more be more because when we're constantly listening and giving into that voice and we're thinking about it and we're just in mental obsession about it there's no space to feel the feelings or to heal the wound of I need connection or I need better health or I need um security or I need this or this or whatever the thing is that maybe you're struggling with right now because there are so many things that can be coming up for us childhood wounds trauma just this feeling of like needing to be go 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 so that we don't actually 
sit and feel the feelings that we need to work on to heal because that's so uncomfortable, right? Of course, we're accustomed to like living in a go, go, go hustle culture society. So we're actually not taught to sit and just like feel our things. So that's definitely been coming up for me too, is like that fear surrounding, I'm feeling really disconnected right now from my relationships, from my family, from everybody. Physically, um, I'm feeling like because of distance, like physical distance, my par- like my family's all far away. Um, I'm feeling like I also just don't know how to connect with moms. I'm not like really in that role yet, so I don't really get it. I also hope that my whole identity doesn't become mom just because I pop a baby out, whereas like a lot of women I know really do fulfill that mom role in the most beautiful, amazing way, and their children are so lucky to have them, but that's not what I want. Um, so I'm feeling like kind of lost in that area, which is kind of scary and hard to admit because it feels defective. Like it feels like human connection should just be the norm. And I feel sad that it's not anymore. And I don't think it ever was for me. I think that's why I drank so much. And I think that's why I turned to drugs and alcohol at a young age was because I just felt like I never belonged. And that gave me some sense of purpose was to get up and find a drink instead of getting up and feeling just like, I don't know, lost and like um, I didn't have the rule book to life that everybody else seemed to have gotten. And it's hard. Like it's just it's hard to admit that I think. So also our society is just kind of fucked. I think most people struggle with this now because of the screen addictions, because of things like TikTok where we're just getting dopamine hit after dopamine hit and we're also not really being taught to speak to others or talk to others we're all just kind of head down doing our own thing living our own experience which is kind of sad I'm really finding that I'm like craving and I've never been this bitch you guys I'm like I want to buy a farm somewhere I just want us all to live on a little farm I want us all to have our own vegetables let's all cook some fucking sourdough bread have friends like watch each other's kids like really like the old school style of living which I've never I've always been like, I'm gonna have my nails done, I wanna have this, and I wanna have nice things, which like to some extent is still kind of true, but I'm really finding like this urge to go back to like the olden days, which is so crazy, it's like my soul is just like, what's happening here, this isn't working for me, and it's been this weird like existential crisis I've been going through lately, like Chris has to hear about it so much, where I'm just like, honestly, fuck this. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to throw my phone into the ocean. I don't want to work online anymore. I don't want to have a phone. I don't want to be in around cars and traffic and skyscrapers. Like I'm done. I'm done. And he's just like, wow, man, like those are some big feelings, but it's really what's been coming up for me. So who knows? Maybe one day I'll win the lottery and just like buy a little farm and just feel so good and just feel so like connected to mother earth how nice would that be you guys are all welcome to join me as long as you pitch in in some way shape or form preferably with cooking and cleaning my two least favorite things i will do gardening with supervision because i've never gardened and i also have killed every plant i've ever owned (laughs) um so we have five weeks until she is here and i'm so excited and i'm so scared and i'm so thrilled that i am back on the pod for one but also just for what life is bringing. And so the podcast name, like, even Tarot couldn't predict this shit. It's true. And, like, I don't think I could have ever predicted my life would be this. And I think this is something that's important to say. Because five years ago, I was a depressed as fuck little rat. Like, all jokes aside, I was a rat. I really honestly probably looked like a rat. I don't even think I knew how to shower or wash my makeup off. So, like, you can imagine... But, like, 
all jokes aside, I was a very depressed girl. I never thought I'd be in a loving relationship. I never thought I'd own a business. I never thought I'd be healthy with food. I never thought I would be, you know, openly talking about going to couples counseling and feeling happy about that. I never thought I'd be sober. I never thought I'd be pregnant and being a mom. But because I, and I don't say this as like an, I did this. I think that I had a community of people helping me and I think the universe guided me to do all these things. But because I made a choice to choose my health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, every day to the best of my ability, and some days that looked really shitty, I've been given a really fucking good life. And I think that one of the things I struggle with in coaching is there's so much emphasis on the physical aspect of health, which is amazing and it's so important. And moving your body is such a gift and getting out for walks is huge and getting into the gym even though you don't want to, but because you know it's going to benefit your health is so freaking massive and those things do matter and they do play a role and I do not think that should be undermined at all, especially if you're somebody who struggles from anxiety, especially if you're somebody who struggles from addiction, especially if you're somebody who struggles from depression. Like, I think that that can be one of the most useful tools you could possibly use to turn your life around. But in coaching, so much of the time, we're talking about getting into the gym and we're talking about, you know, following our macros or drinking our water But when we actually look at these little things that we're talking about, we're talking about hydration, we're talking about nutrients, we're talking about gut health, we're talking about having a positive relationship to movement and going back to our roots, which is to be active. We were not meant to be sitting on the couch watching Netflix for 45 hours a day. It's just not the way it's meant to be. When we're actually looking at that and we're seeing it as little stepping stepping stones and little, you know, building blocks to a better and more beautiful and more fulfilled life there's something so huge about that you guys and when on top of that we start looking for the good in life or we start looking into the spiritual side of things or we start practicing gratitude or um introspective work where we're going inwards and like really doing the work to heal the damaged parts of ourselves or the wounded parts of ourselves those are the things that allow for us to have these big beautiful moments that might not even feel like big beautiful moments to you I don't think it's about having this big aha where it's like oh my god I'm pregnant and now life is complete I don't think it's about that I think that like being pregnant is cool as fuck and I'm so grateful for it but my life has gotten good because of a million tiny little things that happened Because I chose to wake up and I chose to put me first or I chose to be of service to others or I chose to do what I needed to do in order to not fall victim to the dark, depressing thoughts that told me I wasn't enough or I didn't need to get out of bed or I didn't need to drink water or I didn't need to shower. It's always about doing that little, little, little thing that's the opposite of what that negative part of our brains is telling us to do. And on the days when we can't do the opposite of what that negative voice is telling us to do, It's about really trying to operate from that place of self-compassion and self-love and really seeing, oh my God, this is a really sad thing and a really hard thing that's happening for me or oh my God, I'm really struggling today. So how can I show myself love today? How can I not beat up on myself? How can I put the bat down so that I'm not furthering this pain and furthering this negative inner dialogue by feeding into it? And when you can do that over a course of a long period of time, regardless of what your physique looks like or regardless of what that looks like and how it transforms your life or how it doesn't necessarily transform your life for the first little while I promise you I can promise 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 and assure you your life is gonna get better 
And I think that's like all that a lot of us want to hear, right? Even for me right now, I always want to hear my life is going to get better because why would I not want that? There's always going to be life stuff going on for anybody and everybody, regardless of how successful or happy or connected they look. There's always going to be more room for more growth, more happiness, more joy, more abundance, more resilience, more friendship, more, 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 more. And I don't think we need to live in that state of I need more. I think we need to live in that state of more is possible for me because I am inherently worthy and I am inherently worthy of taking care of myself and I am inherently worthy of being taken care of by the universe, which is so important. And I think that most of us struggle with that. I know I for sure do. I'm definitely working to do some rewiring of the brain through manifestation work. I've actually been listening to Manifestation Babe podcast, which has been great. I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, So just like do what you can today to choose you. So today for me, 35 weeks pregnant, I chose to get out for a walk. I chose to come onto this podcast, step outside my comfort zone and talk a little bit about what's been going on for me. And I chose to show up for my clients, which felt really freaking good today. And let me tell you, when I woke up this morning, I didn't want to show up for shit. I didn't want to show up for you. I didn't want to show up for me. And I didn't want to show up for life. So by getting up and choosing to do different or choosing to do the opposite of what our default settings are, we get the gifts. So I hope that today you are finding yourself receiving some gifts because you chose to take care of you in some small, simple way. And maybe today all you have is your health. Maybe today all you have is two legs that work. Maybe today you're really struggling mentally or emotionally, but I promise you just keep going and life's going to get better. So there is my little freaking update of my life with a sprinkle of who the hell was that motivational speaker back there oh my name's riley robbins tony robbins new little friend ew ew i can't with what i just said that was so disgusting (laughs) so i hope you guys enjoyed i will definitely be on here chatting more can't say exactly what the pod's gonna be looking like it's gonna be everything wellness it could be motherhood it could be um gut health it could be coaching it could be physical it could be mental it could be emotional it could be financial we just don't know but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope you guys stay tuned and get excited for a couple more of these to come before little baby girl comes because in a couple of weeks you might be hearing her sucking on my titty while i film which is like gonna be some asmr energy am i right oh oh my god okay that is it I hope you guys have the most amazing, amazing day of your entire lives, and I will see you on here again. Bye.